to another episode of the perspective podcast i'll go by the, i'll go by the name of marty lee this is my co-host tevin right here tevin what's good how you feeling today bro and i'm good i'm good finals over weekend about to start i'm feeling good juneteenth is upon us officially juneteenth is a national holiday now one time one time for everybody at juneteenth you know what it is perk has a uh, has a gender reveal coming up this weekend but I'm also sad because the NBA season is now officially over. NBA season is over. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. Baseball stinks. Hockey, yeah. I might, I might watch it just because, you know what I'm saying? It's just something. Uh, right. It's something on. But baseball stinks. I, I, I can't sit there and watch baseball all day long. Like, can't tell you the last time I tuned in to a baseball game. Exactly. Like, even, like, World Series stuff like that, I didn't even check in for that. I can't even tell you who won the last three World Series even if you put a thousand dollars in front of me, like I, I won't be able to do it. But Astros got one. They cheated to get it, but they got it. I think didn't the Angels one? Wait, Angels stink, it? but Angels stink. But I know uh, Mike Charlie, he's pretty good. I know, I, I know, I do Otani, know. That. Otani good. Maybe they didn't win. Maybe he just won uh, MVP or something like that. Yeah, I think the Dodgers snuck one in. Dodgers definitely got one. I do, I do, I do feel like because I think that was the year they got Mookie Betts or something like that. Mookie Betts. Mookie yeah, Betts. they won with him. So we said last three years, right? Yeah. And I have no clue who won <laughs> last year. This is that's the same. I work at a sports a sports school, so and I don't know. Who won. We come from the sports industry. Have no clue about anything about baseball at all. Oh, Braves! Braves! Braves won. Yeah, really? Braves won last. Braves won last year because we couldn't have it. We couldn't find a merch. The Braves won last year. Ladies and gentlemen, one one time, one time for baseball. One time for baseball. One time. So um, anyway, the, the the finals is over. The NBA season is now officially over. Uh, the Warriors are once again back on top of the basketball mountain. Warriors closed out the Boston Celtics in six games. Uh, the Warriors are now officially a dynasty at this point. Uh, they've been at eight championships uh well no let me back let me back up they've won four championships out of eight years so i, I oh, think six right ah, who, 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 who knows <laughs> <laughs> who, who knows but the warriors are, are officially a dynasty i mean they got four championships in a in a pretty short span you know what i'm saying for, for yeah. the most part so um i'm i I was about to bury bury Jason Tatum early, but I'm not going to do that just yet. Um, but first, let's, let's just start 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 with the Warriors. How are you feeling about the Warriors, and and, and what are you taking away from this uh, this championship right here that they just captured? Um, what I got was they when we look at it and break it down, they really was the same team from the other championship teams. We thought, but just because they didn't have Kevin Durant, we forgot how good they were before he got there. Like, they had already won one before he got there. And I, all of them was a little bit – granted, everybody was a little younger. They probably had some more and more experienced and maybe even, maybe even talented role players. But they was the same, same exact team with the same four, the same ball movement, the same shooters, uh, same mismatch problems they present, same – pretty much same defense, uh, same coach. <laughs> like, they were the same exact – team so uh 
I'm we shouldn't have been as surprised as we we shouldn't have been as surprised that they did what they did. Granted, Clay was coming off them horrible injuries, so that's probably kind of why people was like on the iffy side with Golden State without KD. But um, apart from that, man, they the same team. Uh, you you can tell that they have developed as far as individual basketball players. Like their skills have gone up. Like no matter how great the league has gotten over these past. I, yeah, like I think it was eight years, probably the last eight years, Golden State, the players individually have all developed their games to keep up with and to keep up with and even like surpass and excel um the marks that they probably even set for themselves. Cause or people said the limits people set them because like Steph got has gotten stronger. He's become yeah. an even better ball handler. You can tell he's become more comp. I think even more competent in, in his own game period. Clay same way. Um, he's not what he used to be, but I mean, come on, he's still he's still dead. He still go off thirty. Yeah. Um, Draymond has somehow kept himself in a good enough shape to still be effective on both ends of the floor without scoring. <clears throat> um, young Looney. Doing his thing, playing his role. Playing his they role. Found, they found they found a Jim and Pool, a guy from uh, college who was pretty much just a. I'm, I'm a jacket up. I'm gonna get up these shots and whatever happened happened. But now they kind of, even though he's doing the same thing with Golden State, by far six, he's he's got the worst handles like on, on the team by far. They're they're the most yeah he well he's the most loose with the basketball. There you go. That's what <laughs> <best. laughs> Yeah, he's going to dribble it wide. He's going to try to do five in and outs, cross behind the back, spins, all that. So, but they his style, it fits with him, kind of, because they kind of need that, need his looseness off the bench and his uh his shooting. Um, what a, like Wiggins. Wiggins has, I don't know if we're going to talk about him individually later, but I'm going to give him his flowers now. Like he just, he's found, he found his role. Like Kevin Durant left, but they found a guy who came in and bought into the system. Like in in Minnesota, they wanted him to be a number one. His personality and his talent, his talent probably can be a number one like option player, but his personality doesn't match that. So what they did was they gave him a role. They gave him a role. They say you play, you come in, you play defense. We not even worry about your offense. Give us all your on your defense. And whatever you give us on offense, even though we know you can score, like that's just gonna be icing on top of the cake. That's just extra. So he came in, bought into his role, became one of the top perimeter defenders in the whole league, and he just did what he they asked of him to do. So he bought in. He didn't. He was probably the X factor, apart from Steph, or why they won this championship. And um, uh, they. They they look like they're gonna be here to stay because we forgot they ain't even played none of the young guys except Gary Payton and Poole. I'm the only well, Lewin young too, but he's been leaving a while. But Payton and Poole the only younger Payton old too. But Poole is the only young person they really play. All those other three lottery picks they got just sitting on the bench, and we developing, developing. and we already seen. I've seen flashes from Kamingo. I think. He gonna. I think he got all star potential. Yeah. So him, Moody. I don't know too much. I don't know too much what his ceiling is, but I think he he's still a good 
he's a good he's an NBA player. So he's he'll be around for he's a wing. Yeah. If you can yeah, score he be around for and, and if you can defend, he can play. Yeah, he's gonna be around for a while. And Wiseman, we don't he got all the tools. We just gotta see if he can stay healthy so they can get it out of him. But kudos to Golden State on winning another ring without Kevin Durant uh helping y'all be un impossible to beat. Four chips. Four chips isn't four chips in, in this short amount of span is it's really impressive. I believe it was uh 15 and it was it was well, they've just, they've just been winning championships. Four chips in, in this short amount of time yeah. is definitely impressive. <laughs> Adding on to your point about what you said about Steph, how he's just worked on his body. If you go back to and look at the finals from 19, whenever they lost to the Raptors, to present day, you see where he's definitely, like, built his body up. Like you say, he's more confident going to the rim. He's always been crafty. He's always been – him and Kyrie are by far the most uh, skillful – smaller dudes that finish at the rim no matter how they finish at the rim without you know without dunking and things of that nature but just how they finish Steph adding that mass to his body as he has he's able to finish like so much better and he's just a whole lot more confident also along with that they changed out a lot of parts uh just over these years it was Harrison Barnes David West now it's Kevon Looney now it's Andrew Wiggins you know what I'm saying it's swapping out those pieces Iguodala is still is still on this team not in the same role but more so as a mentor to, to the younger dudes like you say the Andrew Wiggins the loonies to it and to an extent um he's he's really just been a really good bo- a coach well he's essentially a coach like all right he's, re- he's really a player coach he's what he's has doing want to be. Go, you I thought I watched the game last night, not just the first thing that came to my head. I was like, exactly what he's doing. Exactly, exactly what I want to do. Exactly. Like Haslam is is Udonis Haslam a hater? Is he is he a hater of, of, of Andre Iguodala? He's a biter. Is he a, <laughs> is he a biter? Is he a biter? Is he a hater? I think we just uncovered something here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, as, but yeah, Iguodala, he's definitely going to. I feel like he's going to be a coach. I really don't see him going anywhere else. I feel like because Mike Brown, he's leaving. He's got the Kings job. Kenny Atkins, he's leaving. He's about to be the Hornets head coach. So, I mean, I feel like Eagle Dollar is just going to transition from that jersey to the suit, uh, to the suit on the bench. Well, the warm-up stuff on, on the bench that they wear now. Uh, and, and so um, I'm, I'm, I'm super impressed. And I'm, I'm happy the Warriors won. I had Warriors in seven, ended up being Warriors in six. I should have... Uh, I should have saw the signs. I should have saw the signs on the wall, but I want to bury the Celtics so bad, but I, I'm just – we're going to hold out a little longer. Um, were you surprised by any anybody just kind of stepping up from from this Warriors team? Like, like uh, because Clay was, wasn't was necessarily himself. Draymond had a – how can I say? Pedestrian. Yeah, he had a pretty pedestrian series for his standards. And we know Draymond impacts the game in different ways, not just scoring the ball. But uh, any, any surprises from you from the, from this Warriors team? Uh, I guess the main thing was, especially in the finals, was like on the glass, like with Wiggins, Wiggins and Looney. Wiggins and Looney on the glass because – Wiggins had like what 16 rebounds one game, another game like 13 rebounds. Looney, Looney, Looney had a 20 rebound game. For real? Yeah. That's what 
Yeah, but I that, I was just watching. I didn't know how many had, but just watching, you can tell, like, man, they're getting a lot of rebounds over Horford, Williams, Tatum, Brown, uh, Grant Williams. Like, Grant Williams. I, I was like, why? I'm like, they shouldn't be getting this many rebounds with the size that Boston got, but that just shows you the attention to detail. And that just shows you that they've been there before. They know what it takes. Well, and Wiggins ain't been there before. And Looney, yeah, Looney's been there, but yeah. Wiggins ain't. But he just did what they needed to do. I'm sure that that was the emphasis for them was to, look, we smaller. We going to need to get on the – we're going to need to not let them get second-chance points because Williams and Horford should be killing them on the glass. And even Tatum and Brown should be down to get some of them rebounds. But, yeah. I was just impressed by they did by how they you saw how you saw a team that did the little things right and you saw a team that did the little things wrong. You really saw a young team doing all the stuff that you're not supposed to do. Yeah. Uh they were doing stuff to lose basketball games, opposed to Golden State. They was doing all the stuff that you need to do to win a basketball game. That's the biggest difference that I. Was, that's the biggest difference I saw. Uh, besides, and then on top of my guy JT uh, looking real, real, real bad them last, them last uh, three games. I'm save it. I'm gonna save it. Because the Celtics are they're they're part of part of the next uh next block, if you will. Um, but as far as the Warriors as and surprises, I was overall surprised about the defense that Gary Payton plays. Now, should I be surprised? No. But the people that he was guarding and the height difference. And there was somebody that was uh, someone along the Warriors. Uh, it was either like the staff or like the roster. They said that Gary Payton is the tallest six three player ever. Like, cause he just plays bigger than what he what he is. Um, he was locking up. He put Jason Tatum in a straight jacket. Um, he gave Jalen Brown some fits. Um, and you know, it's it's just uh, it's just interesting to see that. I was really surprised about how Andrew Wiggins he stepped up. His play has continued to elevate. Um, we, you know, we, we've spoken a couple other pods and it just even in between time, how Jordan Poole, his play has kind of like decreased since that, uh, since that Memphis series, uh, every now, everything up to that, he was doing a really good job filling in for Steph. They even, you know, kind of played the three together, Steph, Poole, Clay, uh, they kind of played those, those three together, but, uh, I'm surprised by Andrew Wiggins. I, I really am. I loved everything that they did. Um, and even and I'm and I and I'll be honest here. There was a point early in the series where I was like, Draymond's going to cost him a game just due to his attitude. I, but he held it together. Like after they first went over to Boston, uh, you know the the, the Boston crowd they they were saying the things that they said, yeah. but, and I was like, Draymond's for sure going to like blow a gasket. Like he's going to like flash out on somebody and it's going to cost him a game. He held it together. So kudos to Draymond teetering that line of aggressive and and smart you know what I mean so uh he, he did a really good job with that so um and Steph he's fine he's he has finally captured that finals MVP that has been uh so elusive uh in his career so far and now everybody's like oh well now that Steph has the finals MVP he's definitely one of the best of all time 
He was already there before the final MVP. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Should have won the first one. Still don't know how Iguodala stole that. <laughs> Literally. Well, he didn't steal it. They gave it to him. Literally gave it gave it to Iguodala. Like, in which I still don't understand that. Because a guy who was averaging 42 before he started starting games went down, dropped his average down to 30, 35 or 36 once he started starting those last, what, three games, I think. Right. Three or four games, yeah. Literally. So Steph finally has this uh this finals MVP. I think that's uh it's it's a nice trophy to add to the trophy collection that he already has. Um, but I mean Steph is one of the all-time greats as is. Like it's nothing else that you have to really say or you can uh do to to gas him anymore. Like he's one of the best of all time. He's he's one of the ones, he's one of the handful of people that's changed the game. Like it's not many people that's ever that's ever walked this planet that's, that's changed the game of basketball. So, uh, what, what are your thoughts about Steph and, uh, of course, like the the, the all time thing now, the narrative that's going on? Uh, like you said, this accolade just the final MVP is just given. I guess it validates him for certain people in the media and stuff like that, and then like you know other people other fans or the game or whatever but um i was like steph been bad like this like y'all like it's just the fact that he had to end up playing with kevin durant and for two for three for three of his prime years but before kd got there he was the mvp then he said okay not only am i gonna be mvp i'm gonna win the championship then the next year I come back. Oh, what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna win the uh, I'm gonna win finals MVP. I mean, y'all know not finals. I'm gonna be a unanimous regular season MVP. The only one ever. Not Michael Jordan. Not Will Chamberlain. Not Kobe. Not Shaq. Not Shaq. Not LeBron. Not even Kareem. You know? Did you know Will averaged fifty points, twenty five rebounds? He wasn't even unanimous MVP. Matter of fact, he didn't even win MVP that year. So that shows so like that shows you what they think of Steph and how good great he really really is. And the fact that he has worked, I think it's a testament to him working on his game so much. Like he came in as a, a shooter, a pretty much just a shooter. And then they were like, okay, well, he's a great shooter. Then he started putting it on the floor and like, oh, he can do a little bit. He got some nice handles. Start getting to the rim. They were like, oh, he got some nice finishes. But you didn't see all that. You didn't like you didn't see the full package develop until later. Like he slowly started showing you, okay, once they started guarding him on the three-point line, then he started putting the ball on the floor. Once they started getting up to him, getting up in him while he was outside, he started going on the inside and start showing you all his finishes and stuff that he can do. And then people talk about his defense. Well, I mean. Every a lot of NBA players aren't great defenders. That's just because the offensive play they so good offensively. Like it's hard to be a great. It's hard to be a a great defender. Like you got to be really elite that defense to be up there. But he put in the time to just all right. I know I ain't great, but I'm gonna try my hardest. Yep. I'm a I'm gonna get these steals when I can get them. That's great defense. I'm a when I gotta guard somebody. I'm gonna try to move my feet. I'm gonna try to force them a certain way. I'm a I'm going to put on some weight, try to get physical with them, and just use what I got. 
uh, use my hands to get all those grips and steals and stuff like that. And that helped the team. So he, and then his unselfishness, like he really set the tone for the rest of the team. Like they go, I don't care what nobody said. They go how Steph go. If Steph out there putting them shots up and them hitting them deep threes and the crowd's going crazy or your crowd's getting quiet, that just get Draymond, he, that just get him talking, that get him getting on people's nerves, that get Clay hype. He, he started just somehow finding energy to run around screens and get open and start shooting his threes. And he just changed the, just changed everything. Not like, not just on the court because he make you guard, he make you guard him wherever he is. And that just opened up the flow. But off the court too, like you can tell Golden State is kind of like, they are family that, but they probably don't even hang out with each other like that outside of stuff. Cause it looked like you can tell they kind of probably into their own different stuff and they do their own little thing, but they know that once we, they know like once we step on this court, like we like once we step on this court, it's us. Like are we gonna do our thing, and then we can go over. And we all go out to our own separate ways and do our own thing out in our own person. Like we don't, they don't, I don't think they hang together. So for him just to set that tone and that mindset for that team, uh, I'm putting. I mean, I, I got him in. I ain't no official list yet, but I know, but he in my top fifth. He in, he is between eleven and fifteen for me right now. He's one in between us and one. Yeah, most, most definitely. Steph, Steph is up there. I mean, he's if if you did not have Steph as one of your top three point guards prior to this, I think he's definitely up in there now. And I mean, really, just like them, them that's at that table, it's it's Magic, the Isaiah Thomas, not Isaiah Thomas number two, but the Detroit Isaiah Thomas um, and Steph Curry. So, I mean, it's it's really just just them there at, at, the, at the table uh, from this point forward. One of the best of all time, a lot of people are saying, hey, we should just chisel out a fifth space for uh, Mount Rushmore, basketball Mount Rushmore. Steph should be up there. Like I say, he's one of the ones that changed the game. So, I mean, he, he's up there for me. Like you say as well, I haven't made a list either, but Steph is up there. Um, I also think, that this is actually another start or another run, if you will, because they're, you know, the Warriors, they're not old, old, but they're, they have a, they have a really good veteran group, which they're, which is their core, Draymond, Clay, Steph. You might as well put Looney a part of the, part of their core as well, because he's been a part of pretty much every single championship run to the point where you can just be like, Hey, these, these dudes, they could, do it again. They could, they might have another three, four year window because Steph is a shooter. It never goes away unless you have lower body injuries like Clay Thompson has. That's why Clay has kind of lost his step just a bit. Um, but, you know, um, aside from that, the Warriors, I think they still have another three, four year window. Now will things and people change and will some, some guys get moved out? I think so. You can definitely see from last year to this year, that Draymond's lost lost a step or two, um, but he plays defense and he's their defensive signal caller. So I think this is a, this is their window has been extended a bit. What, what do you think about their their championship window for uh, years to come? Yeah, I mean the league the league's so good. It's gonna it ain't gonna be easy, but they are so talented. And they have the skills to do it with their veteran, their 
that core, that core vets still are have the skills to get it done. Plus, they're gonna add once they add that youth, that's gonna bring a different element of like Golden State because like we see them get, we see them now, kind of you know relying a lot on the jump shot and like doing a lot of fundamental, you know, a lot of fundamentally sound things. But once they start adding that element of somebody getting out on a fast break or just super athletic players being able to take somebody off the dribble and get to the rim, like, or when Wiseman comes back, like, he's a real good post player. We haven't never seen Golden State really run an offense, like, set up around a guy. I mean, Durant to some extent, he will post up, you know, he'll have his mid-range post-ups and whatever, but not really run some off of a big a, a center that has a good you know low post skills and also can pass pass the basketball even put it on the floor because I watched a lot of wise like he I I wanted him to be the first pick in that draft I was like I think he's the most talented player out of all of them like total package with this with his size and his shooting and his athleticism uh I was like I I don't mind him being the first pick in the draft. <laughs> So once they combine that with what they already have, like we plus like people like Poole and Wiggins might even get better because they still young. So we we don't know we don't know what Golden State's potential really is. Like they can be, yeah, another another two one or two championships can can be in their near future and. All these other players just waning out the league. They're trying to, you know, get that last one, like that last run. Golden State might they, – they might stop them from doing it. Yeah, that's a fact. And Steph is now tied with Braun. Like, you know what I mean, for, for championships. And it's going to be interesting to see what exactly happens and, and how the totem pole uh, is, is remembered. Because, I mean, it's – we went from Kobe and Shaq to the Spurs. They had their – the Spurs one there is kind of like in between, kind of like sprinkled in in the early 2000s. Then it was Kobe with, with his – his Kobe, the Kobe and Powell years. The Celtics won that one championship with the original big three, which a lot of people don't want to talk about. They were the original big three. Um, then Braun, you know, Braun, the Heat era – and now the Warriors. So it's just going to be interest, interesting to see how post-Kobe uh, this is going to be remembered because it's really going to be remembered. I, I personally think it's going to be remembered as like Braun versus Curry. So, and somehow KD gets lost in the mix. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. you, had, we had, you had to be there, I, I guess. I right, guess right. For you to probably not even mention one of the 15 best players ever in a uh, in a time span. I mean, he's going to get mentioned, but he's not – if he don't win more or, like, get to more finals or something like that, he's not going to be mentioned, like, how a Kevin Durant a talent player is Should supposed be. to be mentioned just because of the dominance of LeBron and Steph. Yeah, that's a fact. On to the Celtics. Um. I'm gonna let you go ahead and go first. Uh, this is Jason Jason Tatum. Uh, he had a amazing playoff run. Um, they swept Brooklyn. They got through Milwaukee, and they also, I mean, 
they also got through the Miami Heat. I mean, the culture of the Miami Heat. <laughs> if, if you, if you, <laughs> what is the culture? They don't have no culture. They had LeBron and they had Dwayne Wade, and now and now they got culture. How you had two of the greatest players of all time on the same team. On the same squad, literally. So um, Tatum's ama- amazing playoff run ends uh, ends here in the finals. He had a, a, a abysmal finals performance. Not efficient at all. But I'm going to back off and I'm going to let you go ahead and, and isolate that one for yourself first. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, like I, you know, I had Boston winning. I went with Boston in six. I was looking real good at the game three. I was I was like, we I was like, we gonna do it. Well, they gonna do it. I'm gonna say they gonna do it. They gonna get this ring, Tatum is gonna have his first, and we're gonna be a start of something new. But unfortunately, Boston, I'm not gonna say Boston lost this finals because Golden State had to do what they had to do to win it, but Boston did not give themselves the best chance to win. Post game three, like even though they won, they I think they barely like game one they shouldn't have won. Uh, game three they had to fight and claw to win that game, yeah. but a they lot gave of game this, five away. Gave game five away, and this game they got up early. They probably started feeling themselves and Golden State just you know steadied the course, hauled them down, passed them up, and never looked back. Uh, I, I would say that we saw, not with just Tatum, but we saw flaws in the team, got exposed, but I honestly feel like those flaws should not have stopped them from, should not have stopped them from being able to win this championship. And the main thing was all those turn, the turnovers, you it was things that I feel like they could have controlled the turnovers the careless passes, the dribbling in the traffic, the dribbling, the over dribbling. I'm like, man, they were making young basketball mistakes. And I guess maybe the pressure of the moment kind of, you know, influenced some of their decisions, decision, decision making. So they felt like they had to do more than what they really, they felt like they had to do more. So there was more dribbling, uh, trying to attack with three people in the lane. Um, trying to make passes that if you make the uh, the easy pass, somebody else can make that pass. You don't have to be the guy to make the pass. And I feel like they were trying to do that sometimes. Him, Tatum and Brown, for the most part. Uh, Smart, he had an up and down. He had an up and down series. because It was time when he looked real good and times he looked real bad. Really bad. Uh, Horford went missing for a couple of games, which, I mean, I didn't, I didn't expect him to be doing. X Factor. Yeah, playing, doing big work. Uh, I didn't expect too much from Al Horford in the first place. So what he gave you, what he gave you like in game one and the last game, like that's that's just super extra. Yeah. Big Rob did try to do what he did while he was kind of hobbled a little bit. Grant Williams, I, I, I don't I understand think, why he didn't get minutes. Well, I think after like game one, he got into a personal, it's me against Draymond match. Mm. It's me against Draymond type of beef. And side note, Grant Williams, that's what he wanted you to do. Yeah, I, I, you watching the game, you saw his mind. Grant mind was on. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm here to rough up Draymond. Like, no, you here to play basketball. 
<laughs> like we had to shoot these threes and get to and dunk this ball and win the game. But he had in this mind, I'm out here to show uh dream I'm, bully. I'm tougher, I'm a bully too. No, no, you're first of all, you're not fake tough guy. Uh so his game was his game was off. Once Draymond got in his head, you seen it. Like last game, Draymond was all calm. The last couple of games, Draymond was calm. Like he was pretty much chilling, just hooping. But Grant was out there trying to do the most. He tried to do that the whole series. So Draymond knew he, he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm in his head already. <laughs> um, Definitely. My boy Derek White had his one good game, and he ain't have nothing left after that. Missing in action. My boy Pritchard playoff P. I, I don't know what happened at the game. At the game three, don't know what happened to him. Scrub. Uh, and yeah, but they wasn't they wasn't deep, so they had to rely a lot on their starters. But the fact Brown played very, I ain't gonna say great. He played very well, but the turn his turnover was his downfall. But JT, he just I was kind of disappointed because I thought we was gonna get a more assertive, aggressive Jason Tatum, a guy who I was like, man who I feel like can be one of the best players in the league, you know, one of the five best players in the league. Literally. Once, you know, once it all come together. But I don't know if he was nervous. I don't know if he got tired. I don't know if he was – I don't know. Something was off. I don't know if he quit. I don't want to say he quit. I don't know. Yeah, if the they, moment, it looked like he checked out. I don't, I don't know if the moment got too big for him. I think he kind of lost it, but – I think he kind of lost his confidence because he was missing a lot of shots. He was missing free throws. He was turning it over a lot. He turned it over to more than anybody else in playoff history as far as, like, over a total playoff span. So I think he lost a lot of his confidence. And you saw it. He was just standing some of them places, just standing on the wing in the corner, and just Brown was trying to just do everything one-on-one on one because he's like, hey, my dog, he checked ain't got out. it. Yeah. yeah, my dog, he, he checked out, and he ain't got it right now. So I'm just trying to do something, but. Hopefully, I can. Hopefully, we can blame this on you, because we all forget he's only twenty four. Yep. If he had went to college all four years, he would be a second or third year player. So yep. let's not panic. Tatum, I believe in his work ethic because I've seen he's become a better basketball player every year. Um, I believe he's gonna come back next year with a better, uh, you know, better game, better mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh. But shoot, it's gonna be rough for the it's gonna be rough for the Celtics though, cause yeah, that boy Giannis coming back with uh, and Middleton, Giannis gonna be back with his boy Middleton. You never know what the Nets can do with the if they bring if them three ever get to play together, and That's if true. Harden get his act right with and B, you don't know what they got going on. So um, it's gonna be tough for Boston. I mean, this is their best chance, but hopefully we can just blame it on you. Uh, but I want them to get one. I like Tatum and Brown. I want them to stay together. I want them to win a ring or two and you know, ride it out like that in Boston. I'm glad you took the high road because I'm about to bury Jason Tatum. <laughs> Jason Tatum played absolutely abysmal. How you can't you can't be we all we all love and adore Kobe Bryant. Don't text Kobe. Don't text Kobe no more. Like at all. Like you shot 65% from the free throw line. You turned the ball over. You forced so many shots. You shot 36% from the field, not the three, the field. You averaged 21 and a half points. Not enough. Not enough, my boy. You, we need more from you. You know what I'm saying? And quit crying for calls. Please quit oh, crying for calls. Please bro. quit crying for calls. Like whole team, you, the whole team. The whole team. 
they go as he goes. Like you say, like you said, they go as he goes. Stop crying for calls. He cries for calls. Marcus Smart flops. Jalen Brown is forced to do it all on his own. Al Horford gave you everything that you needed to get past Giannis. So obviously, I I understand why his why his check engine light is on. You know what I mean? <laughs> because he's been he, at least like 07, 08. <laughs> exactly. Like Jason Taylor in the 20s. Be better. Be better, my boy. Be better. We expect more from you. You're you're at the at the current NBA top 10, top 15. You're in that group. You're in that group now. You're going to be guarded this way. You're not going to get all the calls. Anytime you go to the rim, you got to be able to initiate contact, not just and play through contact. Don't euro step around it every time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And then you, he, he had the old James Harden move where James would pull, would would put the ball out. He would take the contact, things of that nature. Now, these people were there. Were some questions post game? Uh, when you know post game and everything, they were like, "Well, Jason, how is your shoulder and everything in between?" I hope that uh, now let me say this: If Jason Tatum played through an injury, and depending on this, the the seriousness of said injury, of potential injury, I understand it's 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 shooting, but that doesn't excuse some of the other things that you that that he did. Instead of forcing a lot of those shots that he that he did, pass the ball, pass the ball. It's it's so simple. Coach uh, Ime Udoku's message was consistent throughout the entire playoffs making the simple basketball play sometimes a simple basketball play is just taking a double team passing the ball around or getting the what we call which i think the nba should adopt the hockey assist where let's say i pass you to rock you pass the rock to harlan harlan open in the corner he knocks it down it's it's simple it's it's simple plays like but he's young he's 24 years old he got to the finals. Um, this this is this is a trip. This is a trip. Hopefully, hopefully it gets better. This is this is something to build on. It's gonna be a long summer. I'd say that much. This is gonna be a very long summer for Jason Tatum. Stay off the internet. Stay go go spend time with your family. Go spend time, you know, with your little one. Work on your game. Get healthy and get fresh legs. Because wasn't he? Uh, he was a part of the gold gold medal team, right? Yeah. He ain't sat down, and I don't know. He ain't really sat down in a minute. So, it's, it's it's possible. It's possible he may be just kind of maybe kind of burnt out. But I mean, hey, in this particular series, what we're talking about, the NBA Finals, the championship, it looked. I would say, and especially in the second half of Game Six, I feel like he only took four shots, maybe. Maybe that's what it felt like. And it was that was abysmal. That's abysmal. If you're supposed to be him. And you're him on that team. You got to do more. You got to do more, at least to be able to get involved. Set some screens. Uh, pick and pop. Pick and roll. Do something. You got to be able to get uh, others involved. Marcus Smart shot forty three percent from the field. Jason Brown shot forty three percent from the field. Uh, Marcus Smart shot forty one percent from three. Now I'll give Jason Tatum credit. He shot forty five percent from three, but. You know, he shot more threes, then. Yeah, he should have <laughs> shot shot more threes because obviously, uh, Andrew Wiggins put him in a complete straight jacket, and then Gary Payton the second broke out the cuffs on him too. So I mean, you can't 
sit there and let uh, Gary Payton sit there and 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 guard you like that. He had you in in a straight jacket out on the wing. Wiggins shadowed him all over the floor. Now, whenever they put GP two on him, take him to the block, take him to the post, initiate well, that contact, get those free throws going, get some get some rhythm, get some confidence. But he did. I did see him do that one time, and it turned out kind of exactly how I felt like it was gonna turn out. Like he got paid in the post. This was last game. I can't remember. They got it to him. He got paid in the post. They threw it down to him. Hor, I mean, and Draymond. As soon as he gets Draymond, know he down there. So as soon as he get it, Draymond goes to the double. Guess what happened? Just guess what happened? Turnover, or he forced a shot. He throws the ball right at Draymond's head because <laughs> he's trying to get it back to Draymond. Man, start cutting, so he catches it. Draymond comes super fast. He's like, "Oh shoot, let me hurry up and throw it to, to the cutter." Draymond tips it, turnover. I was like, I knew that was gonna happen before it even happened. I was like. The movie should have did was got it spent when baseline because you know the hell like you think they're gonna leave you think Draymond Green gonna leave you on the block with Gary Payton by yourself? Not ever. No, he gonna he's going to come. But even if he did come, you that if you want to make a pass, don't make it there because that's the pass he wants you to make. He wants you to make that quick pass. Either you fake it and wait, or you get it and dribble out, or get it and dribble out and pass it around or you get it spin and go to the goal and try to finish but i was like I, as soon as as soon as, soon as he passed in the ball down there and i saw Draymond, i said i know it's about that happened <laughs> exactly how i thought it was gonna happen I was like, and, that's, and that's just that's one of the little learning that's one of the lessons he got to learn about film, you know situations and stuff like that and and it's so i feel like jason tatum thrives on the block and on baseline like if you thrive on the block and on the baseline like Use that to your advantage because, like you say, it's so many other. You got you got other shooters. Al Horford should should have kind of like he played on the perimeter for the most for the most part of this series as well. Um, so I mean, Jason Tatum, like work the block, bro. Work the block. Work the baseline. Like you're, he's amazing down there. But it is what it is. Um, that's that. I'm I'm done. Um, I'm I'm I, until next year, Jason Tatum. Uh, see you next year. Hopefully, get healthy. Get some rest, spend spend time with your family. We'll see you again next year. Um, 24 years old, still young, still got a ways to go. And Rob Williams just needed more help, like you say. Hey, man, they, they ain't help my boy. He, he, I know he's going to need some type of probably lead, uh, knee, scope. He's going to need something, but, man, they, they, could, they knew they had to. My boy was giving it all. Somebody had to. They need to. They, somebody should have came with it. Now, let, now, just side note, because I, I we don't even have this on the topic list. James Wiseman tore his meniscus. Robert Williams tore his meniscus. James Wiseman has been sitting for quite some time. So do you do you think it's just like a, a like a situation where Rob was like, well, championship was on the line. It's this late in the season. Maybe I should keep playing. Or do you think that this is kind of like the Celtics uh, staff kind of doing what they did to Isaiah Thomas? Well, number one, I think it's just how Rob made up. Like how he, I think that's what he made up. Every time he get hurt, he I think he wants to play. I think he want to play through it. Now they a little bit more cautious with him because they know he's he's very uh how can I say it not fragile but he's more likely to get hurt than a regular player <laughs> just put it like that so I think he I think that's why he he always want to play through it if you see him and see how he play and also too I think something that might be underlying that probably be in his head well in his own head 
if you look at it from a business standpoint, Wiseman is a top, first a number one pick who has injuries versus a guy who I can't remember if it was lottery or late first, whatever he was, he wasn't the top pick in the draft. So the likelihood of the number one pick getting another contract, even though they're injured and not playing versus somebody who is playing, but always get injured. Like I think there is more likely Wiseman would get a second shot over Robert Williams, just because on like that alone, Probably even potential wise, like Wiseman probably going can be the better going end up being a better player out of those two. So I think if you look at it like that, that's that's a reason for why he didn't play. But Wiseman said he couldn't play, but I think Golden State is also be extra cautious with him. Yeah, like and then you know it's levels to meniscus injuries and blah 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 and all that. But that's I think at the end of the day, just, that's just how Rob made. He wanna he wanna I every like that's what I that's the vibe I get from. He wanna be out there trying to hoop, no matter what. That's a fact. And so where you where you think the Celtics can can improve as far as uh like roster roster construction uh going going forward? If they can somehow find a way to get Chris Paul to come in there and play for like twelve million dollars, that would be perfect. Uh, they need a yeah they need a. You don't well. You don't need a point guard. You just need a a, a, a facilitator of somebody who can facilitate like effectively, like what Tatum did in the first game. They should have started. They should have did more than that. Like they should have kept doing more of that. Like he don't have to bring the ball up every time because what first game he had what 13, 14 assists, something like that, something yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. You don't got to bring it down the court every time. But once it gets in the half court, give it to him. Let him drip. You know, get on top of the key and let him you know, run the offense, run the offense through him, kind of like a LeBron, like kind of like sometimes with Giannis or sometimes with some of the other bigger guards, like let them, let him run the offense. He's capable of making a pass. He just got to get more comfortable, doing, you know, more comfortable doing it. So you don't like, necess- yeah, you don't necessarily need a point guard. You just need a playmaker and a facilitator. So they can, they can keep that same thing and that same core, just change up some, some of their, uh, some of how they play, but uh, they're gonna have to get some a backup big. They're gonna have they gotta find some some uh somebody that can score the ball off the bench on the yeah. wing because you take out Brian Tatum, you relying on uh Neesmith who probably played three minutes a game and Peyton Pritchard. Yeah, Peyton Pritchard. I don't know what what happened to John Richardson. Did, wasn't he on this team, or did he get traded? Uh, he is. For some reason, I want to. I want to say that he's he's with the Mavs. Like I want to yeah. say that he, he got traded with Schroeder, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. So he, yeah, he's actually with the Rockets. That that's okay. where that's where it's at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's what that's the two main things I see. They need another wing player off the bench who can who can score and get somebody else uh on that front line. Somebody with some. Some size that when Rob comes out, because I, I don't know how long Al got left, but that when Rob come out, you know, you still got some size. Because Grant is a good Grant played well this season, and I think he can only he can only improve. Because I I didn't I, I hated him coming out of Tennessee. I hated I hated Grant Williams. My partner Kelly always be like, bro, he, he like he do some good things out there. You just gotta watch him. And then I watched him, and then he starts shooting threes. And I was like, okay, he you can you can put him out there and be confident that he can give you a good. 15 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes and not 
cause your team, you know, not be a negative. Yeah. So that's none of the two, man. Them the two areas, the two players out, the two, well, three main areas I would look for. And that, that's pretty much it. And, you know, and if they can just, like you say, just develop a little bit more depth, get another score off the bench, get a legit six man. Get a legit six man. Excuse me. Get a legit six man, and and they'll be able. They'll be. They'll be all right. Um, they need to be able to get somebody else that can that can really kind of back up Al Horford, um, along with Robert Williams, because I think in the coming years with Al Horford being up in age as he is, that role actually might they might flip flop that. Like Robert Williams may be starting in the. I would say if not next year, then maybe the year after that because. To be honest with you, I see Al Horford retiring as a Celtic. Like I don't, I don't see him going any, anywhere else. To be honest with you, um, but they do they do need they do need somebody else. I'm sitting here looking at uh, BasketballReference.com and the C's. They realistically they only played eight eight people um, right. off the bench. It was Robert Williams, Grant Williams, and Peyton Pritchard. And if you <laughs> if you noticed in Game Six, uh, Coach Udoku had uh Peyton Pritchard out there in the first half maybe even the first quarter didn't see him again did not see him anymore (laughs) didn't see didn't see him again so uh hopefully the Celtics they can find somebody else that can kind of uh fill that space if you will and it's it's a handful of uh free agents this summer that are unrestricted player options and restricted free agents that they could go after and maybe be able to kind of uh plug plug those spots there so as we wrap, go ahead and wrap up the finals here. Uh, the last topic that I really do have here is uh, stars versus leaders. Um, what is the difference between a leader and what is the difference in between a star? Difference. Uh, I would say stars have all the skill. A star would have all the skill that's needed to be you know, to excel at playing basketball, to be a great basketball player. But a leader is someone who you can look to when all, when everything ain't going wrong, you can look to this person for, because of the guidance that they're going to give you, um, because of, they're looking at the team as a total, as a whole, like a leader knows where the weaknesses of the team is. They know what the strengths of the team is. They know the weaknesses and strengths of themselves. Yeah. Um, they are looking at it as a as a whole, and they're looking at the end game, not just like right right now. They have the ability to get pull stuff out of people that, you know, motivate, motivate or push. They know how to put buttons to push to get what out of um, each player. They know they set a standard. Yeah, they do for themselves as well as everybody else. Because if you ain't, if you saying something but you ain't doing it, then you know, you know, you know, and being in a management position, you know what's going to happen. <laughs> they just gonna start doing what you're doing. Oh, he said do this, but he don't do it. Well, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do what he do. And yep. then if he say something, then I'm just telling him I'm just doing what you're doing. Then what's the answer for that? So, uh, but I think it also takes time to become a leader. You just don't, bam, I'm a leader. Like there's some type of learning that has to go on um, whether, you know, some people learn faster than others. Uh, 
but there's going to be something that's going to challenge challenge you and it depends on like how you respond to that whether or not you're ready to be that leader in that in that situation like that's like we can go back to i would say like when kobe turned into a leader was like around like 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 when when Powell, like when Powell came, pretty much, like you saw his attitude change. Like it wasn't more about me; it was more about us. Yeah. Like at the beginning, it was about me. He was like, "Yeah, I want to win, but I want to be the reason why we're gonna win. I want y'all to know it's because of me." No. But then, as he got older and saw, like, man, once he once Shaq left, he was like, "Bro, we suck." <laughs> He was like, I'm trying to get these something out of these guys. I'm, I'm trying to will them to win, but I can only will them to the seventh seed. <laughs> so then once he got a better player and Powell and like Odom, once he got them to come with him, he was like, okay, his attitude changed. It was more about what we what do we need to do in order to be successful? And like I know what I can do. I know what I'm good at. I know where, I know I'm strong at, I know where I'm weak at, but I need to figure out y'all. So in order for us to us to be good and for like if we are good, that validates that validates me. I'm already validated, but I want us to be good so I can we so we can achieve the goal that we're trying to get. And that's the that's the main thing about I think the main thing between those two is just that. The, the leader has that ability to bring to everybody together. Overcome. Yeah, to bring together, but also he they know, they figure out, they know how to overcome adverse situations. Like they just, like they know what, they know how to execute in adverse situations. Um, so that's that's what I that's all I got. And that's I, I asked that because I think in, in, in the finals as well, it was evident that you can kind of tell like the Warriors core, those are their leaders. Um, and like I said, you 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 include Equal Dollar. You saw Equal Dollar pull, he was pissed. He would be pissed at Andrew Wiggins at certain points on the floor, and he'd be like, Yo, like, come holler at me real quick, you know what I mean. And it would be from the bench, from the sideline, whatever the case may be. He would say, X, Y, Z, you should blah, 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 be here when this happens. Things of that nature, right? And you saw the instant, the instant uh, turnaround or the instant uh, gratification or the instant, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? The, the instant correction, if you will. Yeah. Uh, so and things of that nature. I think the Celtics, they're kind of missing that a little bit. Um, and even on even on other teams, like, Jimmy Butler is obviously their leader. You can look at looking. You can look at the the Heat as well. Well, the Heat with Jimmy Butler and also with the Heat, you can tell PJ Tucker is one of their leaders on that team. Um, other teams as well, just kind of going back in the past. Chris Paul is is one of their leaders. Now you can take that with a grain of salt. However, however that goes, however that goes, even with, with my squad, the Bulls, I think we're missing a leader. To be honest with you. I think Demar is a leader. I think now with now that he's in Chicago, he has to be more vocal um, because Zach isn't a leader. He's a he's a star player. Yeah, nobody not, on the team says two words. Exactly. You know what I mean. So, um, and you don't necessarily have to be like the the guy that's giving the the fire motivational speech. 
You know what I'm saying? You don't have to be that to be a leader. But as long as like you sit there and you say things, the room stops. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the mark of a leader. That's that's the sign of that. And also in the NBA, a lot of OGs are getting pushed out of the league because of roster construction, younger talent, things of that nature. Like I think Draymond took a lot from David West. Like it, like personally. I think that he 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 listened to David West. Because David West was a part of those those Hornets teams down with Chris Paul, down in New Orleans that were successful. So, yeah. of course, David West, and even whenever he was in Indiana, David West, he was a part of some some important. He was a part of important some teams. Real good basketball the, team. Exactly. So he earned his leadership stripes throughout the years. So um, that that was just my opinion. I just want I wanted your, your your take on that one as well. So, and then as we go ahead and uh, we're on the on the back end of the show here we are officially in the off season um with the off season here uh trade season is upon us and it was actually kicked off by the mavericks the mavs actually traded for christian wood uh of the houston rockets so uh they gave luca a little bit a little bit of help but uh just before uh we actually just get into trade season and who is tradable uh we got the we got some free agent lists here and you got that unrestricted list over there, right? Yeah, I got it. All right. Go ahead and call up those uh, those uh, unrestricted free agents that are uh, mar- marquee guys here. We got Zach Levine. We got Jalen Brunson. We got Jonas, Valanciunas, Mitchell Robinson, and Gary Payton II for our unrestricted, our top unrestricted free agents. So that is unrestricted. The uh, player option free agents this summer, we got Bradley Bill, John Wall, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Russell Westbrook. There's a little bit of chatter about James James Harden saying that he is going to sign a sign an extension with the Sixers, but it's not going to be a long-term deal. A lot of sites and sources, if you will, they're saying it's going to be a short-term deal. So that's kind of interesting to see what exactly James does with Philly. And as far as the uh, restricted free agents, what we got? Well, we only got, we only got two really. Well, two, the two main ones is probably number one is definitely Aiden. See what they're going to do with him. And then also we got Bridges, Miles Bridges from the Hornets. Yeah. Miles actually turned down. Uh, the Hornets offered him a contract earlier in the season. They offered him 60 million. He turned it down. Yeah, it was like four for 60, wasn't it? Yeah, and he outplayed it. So, I mean, it's yeah, – he, uh, he getting close to 100. Yeah, Miles going to get paid. So, um, as we move over in, in the trade season, uh, it's – this is a this is a really – this is a quality pool of free agents. Now, is it the the LeBron James? Is it the Kevin Durant? Is it the – those guys? No, but these, these are some dudes that, that make a difference on teams. These are definitely a whole bunch of guys that make differences on teams. And as trade season is upon us as well, John Wall, uh, John Collins, it's a lot of John Collins talk out there. Spider Mitchell, I think this, the Spider thing came out after we wrapped up the conference finals, whenever it was like, hey, the the Knicks and the Heat are really like pursuing. Yeah. So uh, that was something. Rudy Gobert is on this list. And he's been uh, linked to the Chicago Bulls. I hope we don't do that. I hope we really do not do that. It would benefit us. 
Sound about right. Sound like a Chicago Bulls type movie. It definitely does. I thought I thought we were past this with, with the new regime, but evidently not. Um, so uh, Rudy Gobert, Jeremy Grant, and D Lo, D Lo Russell about a, about the Wolves. That's something that's come about as of late because uh, evidently he's fallen out of favor with like the coaching staff and the front office. So, uh, but that's going to be interesting because Carl Anthony Towns, that's like his boy, ain't it? Yeah, that, that's that's his man's, and so that's going to be interesting to see what they do with D'Lo, and and how Carl reacts to that. But I guess it's not enough basketball to go around in Minnesota, but evidently it's enough basketball to go around in other places. But um, any thoughts about trade season or any of the the top free agents or where the, where they could land? Any uh, speculation on, on on your side? Mm, well, I, I I read something. I saw that they I think they they said that. The Bulls are gonna offer Levine a max. I think I, I think I saw that somewhere. Um, I saw Mitchell. He was involved in a couple, couple potential trades. He was involved in. I want to say maybe just an Indiana swap with Miles Turner, and I forgot. I forgot the other team that uh he was linked to. Um, who else has Columbus? Bradley Bill, they've been talking about him forever. So I don't, I really don't know what the situation is. Cause now he says when is important, and you know you're not gonna win nothing in Washington, especially with Trez uh doing what he's doing, got especially with what he got going on in the offseason. Uh crazy. <laughs> you you know, uh, he's listening to way too much ESTG. <laughs> like I, I don't know what he got. Trez is No, no, I'm I'm not gonna go on no Trez. Oh, um, the bag when the when the just okay, food for thought when the bag's in your hand, don't don't drop it. When you have the bag, when you have it in your hand, don't 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 let it don't let it go. You know, dumb stuff, like, bro. Dumb stuff. You don't have to be doing that. You you don't you don't you got premium. You got Kobe, just say you got a steak. This is Kobe beef steak and on your plate. Why are you reaching for the out for the uh Texas Roadhouse uh you know pulled Star pork? Yeah, you reaching for pulled pork when you got Kobe beef right here on your plate. But yeah, don't don't don't, don't drop the bag when you got it in your hand, people. Thanks. Uh who else we about to, I'm about to, I'm about to just start getting on people now. He done made me mad. John Wall, you might need to retire because we don't know what's your game like after four years of sitting on the bench. Literally. Harden, you need to get it together. You was out of shape. Uh, him and MB can't win a championship if he get his act together. By if he just get just get right, they can win a championship. Literally. Who else we got on this list? Kyrie, stay with Kyrie. Stay where you at. Hopefully, being hopefully, hopefully, being comes back and it's all as well. I want to see. I want to see this uh, squad. Ben had his Ben had his back procedure and evidently it, it went really well. So he's. I think uh, by, I think they said July tenth, July eighth. He's supposed to be able to like still bas- basketball activities. Okay, because he need to be playing a couple of uh, preseason games. I want to see them together. I want to see those three play together so it can be real interesting. Russ. You gonna have to change. You gonna have to. Uh, you might need to come off the bench, buddy. You can still do rush stuff, but you just can't do it while LeBron on the court because they 
play exactly the same. Unless one of them gonna change the game. Aiden Phoenix will be Aiden is now Aiden is the most is interesting because he's so young. We see the potential, especially offensively, defensively, defensively. He he has work. Yeah, he needs work, but I think. Um, maybe just because he's tall, I I overrate him as a defender right now. Yeah. So uh, he needs some work defensively. But the Suns, they they gonna have to make that decision. Like, do we go? Is are we gonna build around Booker and Aiton and uh, Bridges? Are we gonna put? Are we gonna put forty million in the Booker? Are we gonna put 35, 40 million in the Aiton? Are we gonna put the 25, 30 million in Bridges? Like, are they going to be our three core guys for the future? Like, for the near future? Like, that's the decision they got to make. But I, I've heard that their owner isn't the sharpest tool in the shed. So they might be back. So I wouldn't be surprised if Phoenix is back to mediocrity and within, like, two or three years. And Devin Booker is like, what the heck just happened? Mm-hmm. And he's looking for a way out. John Collins, go ahead and get traded back to the team that was supposed to draft you. Don't, like, come on, bro. Like, we were so bad in that trap. <laughs> Spider, um, yeah. it, go go where you want to go. Leave Rudy behind. Y'all know y'all don't like each other. Or y'all know y'all, they know they don't play well with each other. I don't know if they don't like each other, but they know it's they're not a good you know they, they don't get a they're not a good tan like they, they hit they still they put this yeah yeah so one of them got to go for sure Facts. so one of them gonna need to make a decision uh and D Lo Russell um I mean that know. that actually may be the that actually may be the be the point guard that the Celtics may need who you, to, you never know who D Lo I he don't he, he don't he don't have to go over there and, and score twenty. He don't have to go over there and score. Two. But that's what he's gonna try to do. That's what he. That's what he does everywhere. You know that, right? No matter who on the team, he played with. Didn't he play with Kobe Bryant? He was. He was a part of Kobe's last. And year. he and he tried to lead the team in scoring. So it, I don't know. No, 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 no. He <laughs> needs. He needs to be on the team. He needs to be on the Knicks. He needs to be on the um. What's another team? He needs to be on the Knicks. He needs to be on the uh. Not the Thunder. What's another team that's not? That's kind of bad. Uh. <laughs> He might need to start over in Utah. I heard you. They say Utah's a nice place. They say people people be vouching for Utah. So maybe he needs to go to the Jazz, help them start over. He can be the man. You know what? Gonna shoot them shots. You know what? Beside Clarkson. You know what? Let's take a look at the Pacers here real quick. They've got Halliburton. They got Malcolm Brogdon. They got Buddy Hill. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't the Celtics be trying to get Malcolm Brogdon when when he? He'd be a quality fit. If he's available, but he'd be getting hurt too, though. Yeah. That, that's an individual thing. That, that's an individual thing. So, I mean, he's you know, he going he to have to work his way. He's going to have to work his way. But, I mean, I, th- I, think, I, think, that would, I think that would be a good piece. Any team, could, any team could use a Malcolm Brogdon. Like, a team that the Lakers definitely would. Boy, they would trade Russell with so fast for Malcolm Brogdon. <laughs> Yeah, um, but uh, I think I ran through the list. Uh, yeah, I think this, I think there's a, I touched on kind of everybody. Jonas, he's in New Orleans, right? Yeah, yeah, they they definitely need him back. 
They need him back. I, I, look, and, I, and I'll say this here real, real quick. Zion, Jonas, Brandon Ingram, uh, Jackson, uh, Jackson Hayes. The Pelicans, they should be able to lead the league in rebounds next year. They should be able to lead lead the league in rebounding next year. Like I, that, that's just my personal opinion. But go ahead. The only thing that concerns me about that one is how do the Pelicans do? They want to play fast or do they want to play slow? Because Jonas gonna slow them down, and you know they got a lot of young legs. So that's gonna be something they are gonna have to look into. Because even though because Jackson not no post up big either, right? So. And do they want to pay him what he probably can garner on the market? Because he valued him but after look like 15 and 13 for the last like three, four years. Mm-hmm. He's gonna demand a nice little payday. And I don't know if New Orleans, they gotta pay they're gonna have to pay Zion if he come back and show him anything. They're gonna they gotta throw the bag at him. So and he's actually up for his uh extent, his rookie extension, which is like 185 million. Right. So but that's, that's bottom it. dollar. And if he gets top dollar, it can only go up with those incentives. Well, all-stars, uh, all-star team, all-NBA team, things of that nature. So that's a tough one. And then, well, I'm touching on all of them. So the last one, Jalen Brunson. Um, I don't I don't think he'll be back in Dallas. I don't think they're going to – I don't think they're going to spend that money to keep him because he's going to be asking probably – he's going to be around that $30 – I mean, $30 million a year range. <laughs> and, man, that's a – that's a and that's a lot for a guy for somebody that at best at, that at best ain't not even a he's not an all-star, you know. He's a very good player, but if Jalen Brunson not on your roster and you have somebody else, I mean I think you can make it work. But somebody think, gonna give somebody's gonna one of them teams, one of them teams with no point guard gonna probably offer him more money and I think he and he gonna he probably take it because uh, I think he 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 deserved it. Honestly, he worked for it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's all I got for all the free agents and trade stuff. Uh, as far as the name that really just absolutely just jumps out to me is John Collins in particular. I wouldn't be mad if, if us in Chicago if we made some type of move for John Collins. Now, what oh, y'all, can, y'all can't have? He will be a Portland Trailblazer. He will be where he was supposed to be in the first place. <laughs> y'all saw my setup. <laughs> knock my camera down i got in a kind of passion <laughs> i got passion there <laughs> or i mean i i always said in, in this in the same uh in the same breath in the same draft where we drafted wendell carter i was a big miles bridges advocate i felt like we should have took miles at that particular point in time miles is undersized for four four but super athletic plays above the rim um i love miles i love miles bridges to be honest with you so Will we pay him and Zach in the same summer? I highly doubt it, but uh, to be determined. So, uh, John Collins would be the would be the one that really just sticks out to me so far uh, on this list uh, because we can't really do too much else with anybody else really here on this list. Um, oh, and, oh, my bad, Christian Wood. How the heck you get a player that can that average what twenty points a game one year for for players that don't even play? Everybody they they traded him for don't even get no playing time. I was like, bro, that's that Mark Cuban came up. I don't know what his contract looked like, but at talent like skill wise, that's a that's a steal. You get a start a, a starting player or a six man for people that don't play at all. That's that was a steal. Literally, literally, they they got and away with that one. Stretch big, what, stretch uh, big. Luca really needs. 
That's a fact. And on to the draft. The draft is June 23rd. The top 10 order, it goes as the Magic, the Thunder, the Rockets, the Kings, the Pistons, Pacers, Blazers, Pelicans, Spurs, and Wizards. Any thoughts there on the draft here at the moment? Uh, man, now those first, what, like five picks gonna be real. Those first five, six picks gonna be real interesting because the talent is like, it's a lot of talent and they're comparable talent. Like nobody's really, I would say, head and shoulders above anybody else. Mm-hmm. So the Magic, they get first dibs. So they gotta, hopefully they pick right. Yeah. Um, Cause I would like you look at their roster. They kind they need a lot. They need some. They need some front court scoring. They need some perimeter scoring, really. So do you take Jabari, who can kind of be a three? Do you take Paolo, who can step? Who's even though he's a four, he can step out and shoot. Yep. Uh, do you surprise people and take one of the point guards? Cause I don't know how you really feel about Cole Anthony. Um. Yeah, it's like five or six players that I'm not that I wouldn't be shocked if they the number one pick. Although, like I would say, Bancaro is probably the most NBA ready as far as body type, as far as skill. I would say he probably number one, and after that, I would go to Jabari and uh, Ivy, the point guard. Yeah, for Purdue. for Purdue, and then also the sleeper of the guy, I think Sharp from uh Kentucky, the one that didn't play. Yeah, he didn't get no pizza. Like well, he, they, he was hurt people, or something. People or no, say he be ineligible. He did some of it, but they say he put in work. They say he, if he would have played, he that was for sure, for sure, like probably top five. So he's gonna be interested because he's still in there. But um, I think we gonna get a nice new influx of talent this year. And these teams, like, all of them, even though they got high draft picks, like, if you look at their roster on paper, they are talented. Magic, they got, like, if John Isaac comes back from that injury, I don't know how good he can be. I like I like him as a basketball player. They got him. They got um, – I call that Cole. as a basketball player. Mm-hmm. They got Cole. <laughs> uh, you caught that, huh? They got Cole. I think they got both. They got one of those other tall kids too. Uh, not is it Bobo? I think he on the roster too. And, and Mo Bamba is actually going to be a free, oh, free agent as well. It's one of Mo Bamba. That's who they got. I knew. I and Gary Gary Harris is a free agent this year too. I forgot to put him on the list. All right, and, and he's coming up. Coming you, you didn't you didn't forget. You, you <laughs> like, he where, no disrespect to Gary Harris, but he he's where he belongs. I ain't I ain't seen nothing since Michigan State. Uh, I had high hopes for him too. Okay, see. <laughs> You know, they got Shea, who's pretty who, – they got Shea, who – Dana is like a – what? Uh, uh, all, he's probably all-NBA all third-team guard. They got him. Don't know what's going to happen with that. Uh, they got the other Giddy. They got Giddy. Mm-hmm. So, they got those two that they can build around. I think that's around. where Chet is going to end up going. Chet Holmgren, even though I'm not sold okay, on him. Yeah, I, yeah, I think he's going to go to the Thunder. I can – I mean, I can see it. Like it, he's probably what they need. They need a big. They ain't got no rip. They big, <laughs> terrible. Uh, Houston, you know they got Green and Porter, so they need some some size up front. So I'm pretty sure they gonna go with either Smith or Chet or Paola, whoever there. Kings, Davion, they got Fox, they got Sabonis. So they got a nice. That's that's a nice three, and you add somebody else to that. You add another wing or a, a guy with some size to that, or shoot, who knows? You add another 
another guard and just go super strong with two guards and then bring Davion off the bench and let him play his 25, 30 minutes with just defense and energy. Yep. Uh, it's a spot for you in the league if you do that. Right. And then the Pistons, well, they, you know, they, you, they're, they, they, you know, they got K. And uh, Sadiq Bay scored, didn't he score 50 or something like that? 40, 50. I can't even tell he you. He had a game guy. where he scored like four. I think he had, a, I think he, I think it was 50, but I know he scored 40 for sure. So, you know, he might can be a spot up shooter or he might can be a better version of Buddy Hill. Mm-hmm. Pacers, they got Halliburton and Hill and Brogdon, like we talked about earlier. I like they little, that little, that little core. And then, the, then we get to the team like the Blazers who just blew it all up. So, uh, and they we might be started over from scratch. So, I like I, I wanna I'm this is one of the first drafts I feel like in a couple of years that I'm gonna actually sit and watch, yeah. like to see where the those lottery picks go and how that shapes up and what trades might happen or what because you never know. There's a lot of talent, so a lot of trades, big time trades of all some of the people we're talking about earlier. Kevin. Absolutely, yeah. I'm, I mean, as, as outside of the the top guys there. Uh, Ivy from Purdue, um, Chet Holgram, because it's just been so much gas behind Chet since he was a sophomore, junior in high school. There's been a lot of gas gas behind him. But he, if you ask me, I see a lot of Przingis, and obviously Przingis' body isn't holding up, and Chet is maybe the American See's version of that. Exactly. So um, Chet, Ivy, uh, your, boy, your boy from uh, Duke, uh, Big Five, or Payola. Payola. Um, or the I don't know how to say his name. I call him Payola. Yeah, that's what that's why I say. You, your boy from Duke. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then uh, and then uh, Smith from Auburn. So I mean, those are really the guys that I know. I didn't tune into much college basketball this year, so that's why I, I leaned leaned on you for that one. So uh, that that's <laughs> that's that's when that one is. Everybody, everybody you named is everybody I named except the, the guy from Kentucky, the little point guard, the little guard they got. But yeah, everybody that's, else, yeah, that's that's it. That's all I know. That's really it. And then on on the quick hits, <laughs> so on the on the quick hits. So as we mentioned at the top of the show, this upcoming Sunday is Juneteenth for the first time in America. It's actually being celebrated uh, as a national holiday. So uh, once again, thank you to everybody in our in our history that went through everything that you went through in order for us to get here. Even though we're free ish, we're not totally free there's some things that we you know still could uh use as black americans here in america um to equal out well in order for everybody to to be equal so yeah. uh that, those are my thoughts on uh juneteenth um any thoughts on juneteenth uh i would just say uh yeah thanks to everybody who came before us who went through some stuff that we couldn't even imagine. Um, and hopefully people just take this holiday every year. Well, especially this holiday and just learn more about their history, where they come from and some of the things that we have accomplished here as African Blacks in America. That's a fact. So, so, yeah, that's all. That's a fact. And also, uh, Brittany Griner. Uh, we actually forgot to mention this in some of the previous shows as well. Brittany Griner is still locked up overseas in Russia. Um, as of today, it is 120 days counting that she has been locked up. Um, 
hopefully now that the NBA season is over, uh, the NBA guys, the, the prominent NBA guys can start using their voices a bit more and try and push so we can get Brittany, Brittany Griner up out of there. Now, should she have gone, gone overseas or had possession of whatever she had possession of? No, but let's try and do a little bit more so we can get Brittany, Brittany Griner up out of there. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, if this was, God forbid, you know what I'm saying? If this was, let's Tom just say, Brady. Tom Brady. Exactly. If this was Tom Brady, if this was Andrew Luck, if this was Peyton Manning. Say it. Go ahead, say it. <laughs> Go ahead, say it. If this was Tom Brady, not, I'm saying this as a Saints fan. Lock him up, throw away the key. Uh, we don't want to see him for yeah, give him all the time, give him what he deserves. He shouldn't have did that. Give him all the time, Russia. Harshest penalty y'all got for whatever <laughs> that charge is. For possession. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but in, but in all seriousness, uh let, let's I, I hope the American government does a bit more so we can go ahead and do what we gotta do so we can get Brittany Griner up out of there. And um uh, also, in uh, other WNBA news as well, Sue Bird, the GOAT, the legend, one of the GOATs, rather, uh, for sure. She's getting ready to retire after this upcoming season. She has two NCAA championships, four WNBA titles, and five gold medals. Uh, at any level of sports, that's a hell of an accomplishment. Uh, the, the list is strong. So thank you, Sue Bird, for everything that you've done for the ladies' game. Uh, for pushing the game forward. I feel like she's going to go into TV or something like that going forward. So uh, one, one time for Sue Bird. One time. Oh, yeah. Uh, and on Sue Bird, little fact, she was so good. She was one of the – she one of the first women that I actually, like, was watching. And when I was trying to – when I was playing basketball, I was like, man, like, like she – I would say I learned playing – some of my playing best point guard from her because I was watching like, she would – she would make some of the passes I liked. I was like, oh, she saw that. Like, no look passes. She um ran, she no look passes. She ran a team. She could score when she had to. She controlled the game. She was, I would compare her, like, if you compare her to an NBA player, I would say she was pretty much that Chris Paul. Yeah. She was pretty, she was, she was pretty much, they were games were pretty much the same. Like, they controlled it. They played on both ends of the floor. The passes they made. Um, they they were always looking for somebody else to shine, but when it was time for them to be called up on, they step up to the plate. So, super, uh, thank you for all that you've done for women's basketball, and also for whatever the heck I took from you and put in my game the little time that I did play. Big facts, big facts, and then uh, just on on the back end, NBA news here. Quinn Snyder of the Utah Jazz, he has officially stepped down as head coach of the Jazz, which puts Spider's future in question. He had a, a couple tweets or a couple uh, back channel messages to, to the other upper management. And, and I think if that message, I mean, we don't know what the message exactly was, but hey, we're here to do a podcast and I'm here to speculate and make assumptions. Um, Spider was kind of like, so it's either Rudy or me. y'all can pick but hey i'm i'm i I don't mind being out the door like if if y'all if y'all want to pick rudy i'm I'm cool i'm I'm cool like if i want to pick him i mean i want to stay if y'all want him then i mean i ain't gonna trip i ain't gonna be mad you know what i'm saying i ain't mad at you you know what i'm saying 
So uh, any, any thoughts on Quinn Snyder on, on any of his next moves, or you think he's going to just kind of take take a couple years off and then get back to it? Oh, no, he's not taking no years off. Um, I think Jordan kind of rushed his decision. I would have loved to see him probably in Charlotte. Because uh, Kenny, Kenny, I mean, yeah, he did have a little, a decent little what, year or two with the Nets. But other than that, I'm like, I don't know. But I would have probably – if I was Mike, I probably would have picked up Quinn just because of the experience and, you know, the success they had in freaking Utah. He was in, had successful teams in Utah. So, uh, he, nah, he not going to be, I don't know. I can't think of no other team with uh, openings, like coaching openings on the market right now. I'm trying to look at some of these bad teams. Uh, unless, do you know any? I think the only teams that still have uh, openings is actually uh, well, the, the Lakers already already filled filled their space. Um, I think I who's Dan D'Antoni interview with the he did the he Hornets was with the interview. with the Hornets yeah he was with the Hornets as well. Oh man, I can't think of no teams with no openings, but uh, he whoever got an opening, he gonna probably be the first person they call. And I don't, and I think he gonna, you know, take what take one of them, take one of them open. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I mean Utah. I'm just, <laughs> I'm gonna start over. Pack it up. Back, yeah, you're back to those pre-Malone and Stockton days, which I don't think probably was too good for him. Well, I mean, they should still give that name back to New Orleans, but that's neither here nor there. Um, the Lakers also hired. Found, the Lakers got a got a head coach. Uh, they hired they hired Darwin Ham, uh, former player of the Pistons. Um, he's also bringing in Rasheed Wallace, so that's going to be an interesting locker room. You've got Rasheed, you've got Russ, you've got Braun, you've got AD. That's going to be a very very interesting locker room. Um, got Dwight playing around. Dwight playing around. Um, yeah, that, that's going to be interesting. I would love to. I would just love to be a fly on the wall to hear what Rasheed Wallace has to say directly to Anthony Davis. So, um, but this is about Darwin Ham. Shout out to Darwin Ham getting, getting that gig. Hopefully he's, uh, it's a lot of pressure with that job too. Uh, these, these are the Lakers we're talking about. I figured Quinn Snyder would have went, I figured, I figured the Lakers would have ended up with Quinn Snyder, but um, how they handled that whole uh, Frank Vogel thing, that was, that was nasty. So I understand why he turned the Lakers job down. Yeah, oh, I mean, I like the hire because, well, I like what I, I don't know about Darwin as a coach, but I like what I heard from him at the press conference. I mean, that's all I can go off of is that he sounds like a guy who is going to hold people accountable. Mm-hmm. Something that a lot of coaches honestly are afraid to do with certain players of certain stature, um, especially because if he hold, because he got, he got to hold LeBron accountable yeah. for whatever, no matter how old he's still going to have to. That's the number one person. You hold him accountable, then everybody else got to fall in line. So whatever he holds LeBron accountable for, that's what, you know, that's what going to be, the, that's going to set the standard for everybody else. So if he's not getting on LeBron for turnovers, he better not be getting on Russ for turnovers. If he's not getting on LeBron for not playing defense, he better not say a word to AD. So, but he sounds like a guy, he sounds I'm gonna emphasize it sounds like a guy um, that's going to hold them accountable for 
their mishaps. And I believe that's one of the main things they were missing last year is Frankie V. Well, if you call your coach Frankie V, then that's that's already it. Not, I'll just not call good. him Frank. When <clears throat> you're on a first name basis with your coach, then that 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 that, that ain't you know that ain't too good. All <laughs> that ain't, that's usually not too good. So uh I think they wouldn't hold certain play I don't think they were holding them accountable at all at all times. Like now, nah, like every like there needs to be a level of every game, this is what I expect from you at bare minimum, this is what I expect. And if you don't reach those expectations, you need to come over here and sit with me or we're going we gonna, to – either you're going to get your act together and do what's well required, you're going to be sitting over here with me on this bench, or uh, you're going to be out there on the job market. So it's only only three things. There's, there's going to be one of them three, and I think that's what they're missing last year. Darwin, uh, again, I'll say he – that sounds like what he said he's going to do. He told Rush, hey, we had this conversation. He's going to um, – about buying in to what we got for the team. Um, hopefully he had that same conversation with everybody and not just Russ because he's not the only guy on the team, you know, that one guy don't make a team. So hopefully he had that with everybody. But um, I'm just glad to see the Lakers finally, you know, going back to give another black coach a chance. You know, they only had, what, probably three in the since 19 – since before field – since before – Pat Riley, since Magic Johnson, they had what well, they I can name. They had Magic for what a couple games. They had Byron Scott for a little while. They had your boy uh, Mike Brown. Brown for a year or two, and now we're back. Now we're with Darvin. Yep. And that's also a good look on NBA because that hire makes half of the coaching jobs be filled with black coaches. Um, black coaches. So shout out to NBA for doing their thing on hiring hard and them. And once LeBron retired, they let us get another black owner with that new team in Vegas or Seattle, wherever the heck is going to be popping. That's a fact. That's a fact. And last but not least, uh, NBA Summer League, that kicks off July 7th. It is uh, July 7th through July 17th. Um, also, NBA Free Agency starts at uh, on June 30th. So basketball never stops. It never, never, never stops. Never stops. So trade season is upon us. Free agency will be here shortly. Uh, it'll be here sooner than you know, um, because we're about two and a half week, two and a half weeks out. And if, if maybe maybe less. So um, that concludes this episode of, of the Perspective Podcast. That is a wrap for this one. Um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, everybody that's tuned in, you are the greatest humans on this planet. I promise you are. And just be a friend. Share it with a friend. Um, and until next time, y'all.